In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The crowds got even bigger, and Jesus addressed them. This is a wicked generation. It is asking for a sign. The only sign it will be given is the sign of Jonah. For just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. On Judgment Day, the Queen of the South will rise up with the men of this generation and condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and there is something greater than Solomon here. On Judgment Day, the men of Nineveh will stand up with this generation and condemn it, because when Jonah preached, they repented, and there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Law A common way of assessing the success of your ministry would be the size of the crowds you attract. So we begin to shape our ministry in targeting a larger audience by determining which content or method would prove to be the best crowd pooler. Was this how our Lord assessed and shaped his ministry? This would not seem to be so in today's passage. St. Luke tells us at the beginning of today's passage that the crowds got even bigger. You would think that our Lord would be excited by his growing audience and popularity. But this was not so by how he responded with these words to the very audience drawn to him. This is a wicked generation. It is asking for a sign. The crowds were there because they were hoping to see more conjuring tricks by the Lord. Were the words of our Lord overly harsh? That's not how you build a cult base. You do not denigrate or insult your base. But our Lord was merely putting forward this point, not only to his massive audience or to his detractors, but also to his actual disciples, who may be tempted to believe that popularity equals success. One's ministry cannot be measured by popular appeal, like it's some kind of business pitch or form of entertainment. If this is not how you measure the success of your ministry, then how should we do so? Our Lord uses two examples to answer this question. The point of Jonah's preaching was not just that he had won over a fan base among the Ninevites, but that this had led to their repentance and conversion. Likewise, the Queen of South was drawn to Solomon, not because she was infatuated with him, but because she had grown in wisdom. Therefore, unless the audience were to experience conversion, truly repent of their sinful ways, and be imbued with a new wisdom from listening to the preaching of Christ, his efforts would have been in vain. The test of the pudding is in the eating. The size of the crowds one pulls would not matter at all unless there is a genuine change and improvement in their lives rather than just cultish following. The message of Christ is life-changing, life-giving, supremely wise and loving, but it may not always be popular. We should not bend the gospel just to please the crowds, 
in order to remain relevant and popular. Popularity often comes at a heavy price, conformity to the world's way of thinking and behaving. To see a large crowd may be encouraging, but it could also be very seductive and tempting. The crowd can overcome a person's moral compass. The crowd can destroy a person's integrity. That is why the 19th century Christian thinker Soren Kierkegaard wrote this. The bigger the crowd, the more likely that what it praises is foolishness, the less likely that it is truth, and the least likely that it is any eternal truth. But there is only one who should shape our convictions and orientate our moral compass, because he alone possesses eternal truth. It is Christ, the one who is greater than Jonah and Solomon and all the heroes of the Bible combined. And therefore, the only test of our worth and ministry is this, the conversion of our hearts and the salvation of our souls. To listen to him and be transformed by his words would be true wisdom. To his, ignore his words would be the greatest foolishness man has ever known. On Judgment Day, we will only be asked whether we were faithful to him and him alone. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.